thanks for downloading the audio podcast of this week's sermon. We pray you'll be blessed and encouraged with the words you hear. For those who like a title or a text, um, I'm going to give the title of Psalm 66 verse 2, which is make his praise glorious. Make his praise glorious. Um, I've been involved in the singing in the church, praise and worship for a a number of years. And when when I got involved uh, really deeply into it, um, uh, I, I, I got myself this red book here. Um, it's a wee bit what we call cattered, okay, so I don't know if you know that word, and for Marma you do, okay, so the book's a little bit cattered, but you'll have to forgive me for that, but when, when I got the book at the start, I was thinking about praise and worship in the church, Psalm 66, verse 2, which was what was which came to me, and I wrote it on the front of the book, sing out the honour of his name, make his praise glorious, Psalm 66, verse 2. The first entry in the book is from the 15th of January, 2006. And on that morning we sang hymn 157 from the red book, Jesus is Lord. Around the table we sang from the source, which was to be in your presence, source 524. The closing hymn was hymn 267, standing on the promises of God. And the choruses was all hail the Lamb, majesty, faithful God. And when I look into your holiness, all the way back in 2006. You may notice that maybe some of those hymns and maybe some of those songs, maybe we don't sing maybe, uh, that maybe as regularly as we maybe used to. But songs have changed and songs do change and hymns do change over a period of time. And indeed, when you read, and if you were to go on down through that book and read some of, the, some of the songs, some of the hymns that we sang, some of them we still sing, some of them maybe we don't sing as regularly as we do. Songs will have seasons. Hymns will have seasons. And you'll say to me, yes, we know that, Mark. There's Christmas carols, there's Easter hymns, there's harvest songs. But songs and hymns will have seasons, I believe. They will come and they will go. Some songs stay for a season. There are those songs and hymns that stay forever and they're favorites in the church. A song can come for a short time to be a blessing for a short period in a church. Make his Praise glorious. The main word in that line is his. We sang this morning, not by, not by chance this morning, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. We'll come back and speak about that because people do still go through some fear in their life at times. And we know that only too well from the list that Pastor Paul read out at the start. But through him, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because 
he lives. Friends, worship is all about him. It's not about us. It's not about the people up here or the people down here, good and all as they are at what they do. Worship is all about him. And if we lose it, we might as well close the door. Simple as that. It is all about him. It's all about our God. It's all about our Savior. And it's all about his great and magnificent works. And The greatest work of all was when he plucked you and me from the miry clay and saved our never-dying soul. The greatest work of all and should be sang about at every opportunity that we get. Psalm 81 verse 1 says this here, Sing aloud to God, make a joyful shout. Psalm 92 verse 1, It's good to give thanks and sing. Psalm 98 verse 4, break forth in song, rejoice and sing psalms. Psalm 113 verse 3, from the rising sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. Psalm 134 verse 2, lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. Yes, we praise and give our praise, but it's his name we praise people. It is his name we praise. Another thing you'll notice about the Psalms is there's lots of exclamation marks. As you read, there's exclamation marks behind sentences. There's exclamation marks behind statements. And anybody who knows English, if there are any English teachers in here, Adele, and they'll know and they'll be able to tell you that an exclamation mark means that you have to say that phrase with a wee bit of gusto, with a wee bit of um, uh, just a, a wee bit of oomph behind it. A wee bit of welly behind what you're saying. Friends, the children of the Lord have a right to shout and sing. We hear a lot about rights nowadays, don't we? Oh yes, everybody has rights. Everybody has rights. Well, you have a right. You have a right to shout and sing. Do you use it? Do you use it. Of course, not everyone is extrovert and loud and brash and big of the mouth like I am, okay? Not everyone's like that. You've got to understand that. There are people who are introvert. They're quiet. Um, they're more within themselves. And we must understand that when we come to praise and worship. We can't not look down on anybody like that there. That's just how, that's their nature. I would encourage them to step out a wee bit, of course. But it is your nature. And another thing is, not everybody can sing. Not everybody can keep rhythm either. As Phil knew when, uh, when uh, Rhonda was here. Rhonda, <laughs> Rhonda used to start and clap her hands. Um, I, hope, I, hope, I hope she's not listening. But anyway, she did. <laughs> so somebody, somebody could tell her anyway. Rhonda used to clap her hands, but she never clapped her hands in the beat to the music. And it always just, Phil always used to struggle to stay on beat then whenever that was going on. You just don't know that, but you just know it now, okay? Some people just can't sing. Some people, it, it, it looks it's okay. Not many. I've only known one or two over the years that are just, you know, People can be toned there. Um, so sometimes people may be standing, not singing. Um, they may be going something through their life at a 
at that particular time. We'll touch on that later. We must be sensitive to others, but at the end of the day, friends, we are called to praise his name. Extrovert or introvert. Some people are traditionalists. They like the traditional hymns. Others like more modern music. And then there is a lot in between, friends. I like modern stuff. I do like the older stuff as well. But I have to say there is sometimes I, I, I read through some newer worship and I'm not really that struck on it. I do have to say sometimes I read through older hymns and I'm not really that struck on them either. However, we must be careful because if we believe anyone who would lift a pen, take a little bit of paper and start to pen words for a hymn, are inspired by the Holy Ghost. We've got to bear that in mind. And we need to be very careful not to run down anything that's traditional or anything that's more modern because we believe that these people are inspired by God to help us. Because at the end of the day, it's to help us praise his name when we come to churches or when we come to church singing and um, praise and worship. And we need to find that blend between the two. I'm going to share a little bit of testimony now about my journey in praise and worship and singing. Um, I, was, I was brought up, as many of you will know, uh, brought up by my granny and granda, who became just my mum and dad. And we were taken along to Finvoy Presbyterian Church, um, where the Reverend McCartney was the minister at the time. And Dad, just, we used to go so early. We, we were there an hour before kickoff every single Sunday. And you sat down. We were first in. Normally, mostly we were first in. Sat down. And of course, when you're a young lad, you get a wee bit fidgety. And then you would have got, you would have got a dunder. I don't know if you had dunders in Armour, but you would have got a dunder. Shh. And I'm sitting thinking, should there nobody in here? <laughs> sat and be quiet. You're going to shh. That was okay. Went for a chair. Then a door would have opened on the other side, and a lady would have come in, sat down on the far side. And this is, this is honest. She would have sat down, and we knew this was going to happen. A few seconds later, she would have sat down, she would have looked over. <laughs> and a wee nod over. Now, nothing against the, now, please, there's nothing against the Presbyterian Church. That's just the way things was done. And then somebody else would have come in, and the same process would have been, would have been repeated. Okay. So, and for the first probably dozen of people that come in, this is what happened. Mr. Graham, the caretaker, would have come in and put up the hymns and the psalms and the paraphrases up on the board that we were going to sing. The church filled up. The choir came in. Mrs. Bolton, the organist, came in. She played a few renditions while people were coming in. Mr. McCartney, came, Mr. McCartney came out a couple of minutes before the service was due to start. Mrs. Bolton would have finished playing. There would have been a wee nod again between them that she had finished and he could start. And generally the service would have started with a salutation of some sort. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Our opening psalm this morning will be Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. I used to get the hymn book from my dad. I used to get the numbers all up on the board. And I used to, used to fold the papers over. And I used to reach the hymn book to him so he would know the place for the, for the psalm. And then we would sing. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me down to lie. In pasture screen, he leadeth me. Quiet waters by. Half the congregation never sang. My dad never sang. Even though he had the hymn book open, even though I had it there for him, he never sang. Now, I'm not running them down, that's just what it was. But I, later on, I just never could understand it. He wasn't a musical man by any stretch of the imagination. Some of you will know this wee story when I tell you it. The only thing he ever played was a fife, and he only ever played one tune. And in the summer, he used to go to the post office for his pension on a Thursday. And if it was a good day, he fifed <laughs> to the post office with one corgi dog called Brandy, a grey cat and a black cat in the lodge behind him, and they marched, <laughs> marched down the road to the post office, got his pension, and he fifed back again. And that's all the musical talent I can remember growing up as a child that he had. Fast forward to I'm a teenager now, and I'm driving, and I come into Balamone, I'm driving round, and I see two girls that I know, and I pull in and I stop, and they get into the car. <laughs> we drive round a wee bit. Some of you might know this. We drive round a wee bit. Of course, they need to go to the toilet, so we had to let them out. The only place that was open in them days was the Northern Star, of all places to go to. Wouldn't recommend it. So they went into the Star for a toilet. Suzanne was first out. She got into the car, and she says, Evil. Or she says, Mark, 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 will you go out with Evil? Will you go out with Evil? <laughs> Thought for a minute or two. I'm not doing much this evening. What will I do here? <laughs> so I said yes. Um, didn't have to be persuaded at that long, to be honest with you. So um, Yvonne got into the car. The minute she got into the car, Suzanne says, ah, he says he will get me. <laughs> so <clears throat> over the course of the next few weeks, there was a courtship started to develop, and the rest, as they say, is history. But one of, the, one of the things that we had to do growing up was that we came to Balamone Elam on a Sunday evening. Uh, going to church, obviously, I was used to going to church in Finvoy. Um, and we used to come on Sunday evenings to the church. I'm going to go down memory lane now for a few of you, so bear with me. I remember coming to the door. I remember this as clear as yesterday. There was four men from my recollection on the door. We Sammy Fulton, remember him? We Sam Wallace, my own father-in-law. Big James Wright. And Sammy Gordon, who's sitting down at the back there. That's almost 35 years ago, Sammy. I don't think you'd hear then either, Sammy. I'm not sure. <laughs> you must have plenty of money, Sammy, for you never spent it in combs and stuff. So. <laughs> They gave us one of these. We redemptional hymnal. You remember these? They gave us one of these. The Elam Chorus book. We went and we sat down. P 
people were talking. That was the first thing I noticed. People were coming in and they were talking. And then this strange little man came round, shaking hands with everybody. Let's blow the roy for anybody who doesn't know. An amazing ministry, I thought. Shook hands with every single person in the church and spoke to them. And I'm sitting there thinking, it was just different to what I was used to. There was drums in the corner. <laughs> What's that? Guitars. I don't know what that was all about. Then Brother Cecil came out onto the stage. And Paul had a wee go up. Pastor Paul had a wee go up my last week about Luxy. And where's she at? Miss Matthews last Sunday night had a wee bit of a go at me about Luxy and why don't you shake one or two people by the hand while and invite them into the Lord? We have these wee sayings, haven't we? I remember back in the day Cecil said, we'll sing one or two choruses while our friends are coming in. And we started to sing a chorus or two. I'll never forget it. Everybody was singing. There was people clapping their hands. There were people with their hands in the air. I was like a rabbit caught in the headlights. I was looking around, looking around frantically for somebody to know that and say hello. But they weren't, but they weren't there. They were all singing. I was so different. And you want to know something? I was hooked. I was hooked. I was hooked. I want to pause at this moment. And I want to just... I want to just thank God. And as a congregation, um, over the course of the next week, thank God for the people that have gone before, that have taken the call or took the call to be singers or playing music in this church in the past. Thank God for them. Thank God for the dedication, the years that they gave. And... Thank them. Thank God for, for, for their, their ministry over the years and a church that's around 100 years old. I thank God for every last one of them. Also pray for the current custodians of the singing and the musical instruments that's around here. They are talented people. God-given talent. And I thank God for them. Thank God for each and every one of them and the talent they have, and also for Wally Norris as well. <laughs> Thank God for them. But churches do differ, friends. Some have no music. Right up to churches that have nearly every instrument under the sun. But again, we must be careful not to be seen to be critical. Because people are different. They worship in different ways. But we'll read in Psalm 150. If you have your Bibles with you and you want to follow, you can. It'll be up on the screen. Thank Dave, yeah? Psalm 150 says this here. And again, the exclamation marks are here. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty firmament. Exclamation mark again. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. Well, we haven't got a trumpet yet, but we're working on it. Praise him with the lute and the harp. No harp yet, but we're working on it. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. 
Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Amen, we've got that. Thank you, Lord. Praise him with the loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Emphasize twice. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's good enough for me. That's good enough for me. How do we come to worship? Psalm 9 verse 1 says we have to be wholehearted. Psalm 86 verse 12, I will praise you, O my Lord, with all my heart. Psalm 111 verse 1, praise with my whole heart. And Psalm 63 verse 5, my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. Friends, we can't come half-hearted because Jesus loved us wholeheartedly. And he wasn't half-hearted at the cross either. He went there to die for you and me and he gave his all. He gave his all. Knowing fine well what we were. Are you in here today and you don't know Jesus? Friends, Jesus is the answer. He is the answer to your every need. We talked earlier and we said a wee bit about fear because do you know what? It's not always easy to praise. We don't always know what each other are going through. There's health worries, financial worries, there's worries about worries, fears, all these things. And that's why we need to be careful. Again, it's easy to criticize. Oh, they're singing the same song last Sunday again. That's that song. He can't sing it right either when he's singing it. Why, why is he singing it again? We, are, we have favorite songs and we have songs that we, we're not so, so fussed on. I'm like that. There's, there's stuff we sing. I'm not that fussed on it, but we sing it. You know why? Because songs minister to people. Many times when we're singing, I have a lump in my throat. Tears are welling up in the back of my eyes. Sometimes it's not easy to sing. You see, you're maybe sitting on this side of the church and you're thinking, oh, they're singing that song again, dear me. Oh, I'm not stuck on that. And your, your, your attitude's just wrong. Because do you know what? There's somebody sitting on this side of the church or they're standing on this side of the church. The tears will be running down their face. Because that very song that you don't like it's touching their heart in this side. It's ministering to them because they're going through something that you don't know anything about, that I don't know anything about. We need to be careful. God, more often than not, will move during worship in your services. We also hear from the psalmist that there are Many things that are not easy to sing about. David talks about God hearing his cry, needing deliverance, being in distress, needing reviving. His enemies are around him. Waters are overwhelming him. The wicked are upon him. He's afflicted and his spirit is failing him. Praise and worship is not always easy. 
But I want to tell you something this morning, friends, and this may be for someone or for a few this morning. He also talks about the enemy not prevailing. He also talks about mercy enduring. He also talks about God doing great wonders. He also talks about God making you prosper. He also talks about God being his rock, his fortress, his high tower, and he's our deliverer as well. The enemy wants to stop you praising. Psalm 30 verse 4 says, Sing praise, ye saints of his. Are you a saint of his this morning? Sing praise. Psalm 30 verse 12, you're not to be silent. Psalm 33 verse 1, praise from the upright is beautiful. You want to know something? The enemy wants to steal God's praise and stop you praising because it's his praise. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like any more information, have a look at our website at www.ballymoneyelam.com.